Growing Up Baby with Haley Zimak. Hi, and thanks for listening. Are you counting down the months, weeks, or days until you can be diaper-free? Personally, at about 20 months in, I feel like I'm starting to think about making the transition, but there are some important considerations to make. Lily Horpachuk is a potty training consultant. I just attended one of her online workshops. And with that in mind, our conversation starts with two very important questions. Number one is, are you ready? And number two is, is your child ready? So let's focus on your little one first. What are some of the signs to look out for that they may be ready to start? This is a great question because this is one of the biggest questions I get asked is, is my child ready for potty training? So one of the big things to ask yourself is physically, is your child ready? So we want to make sure that they are able to communicate with us that they have to go and that they are physically able to pull down their pants and able to use the potty. So that's one aspect. So we want to look at the physical aspect. The second aspect is developmentally. Are they starting to show interest, right? Are they um, hiding maybe when they're going potty or in their diaper? Are they telling you they have to go? So these are all really good signs that they're starting to realize that there's a sensation that they have to go and they're starting to act on it. And that is a really great time to take advantage of that and to use that to start potty training. It's not absolutely necessary, but it is a a really telltale sign that they are probably ready to start potty training. Okay. And and you have a checklist. And so as I was following along, I realized that even though we're we're just at the 20 month mark, which is one of those checklists, I really don't have any of the other signs. Um, I'll tell you one thing. So my little guy, Silas, the odd time, you know, if I bring him into the bathroom and I say, I have to go pee pee, he'll say pee 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 pee. And he'll kind of stand there, right? And look. But other than that, super disinterested, um, isn't pulling down his pants, isn't doing anything like that. So I guess that tells me that we're just not quite there yet. Could be a sign. It could be a sign that you're not quite there. It's not always going to happen where they're going to be very interested in the potty. And likely once you start potty training, they will actually show a disinterest in it because they're going to get bored of it. At first, it's really exciting, right? And after a while, it just kind of does, it loses that excitement. So I think, yes, if developmentally they're not able to go do it um, and you feel like it's, they're not really understanding that, then it's probably better to wait. There's nothing wrong with waiting until you feel that they are going to catch on to it. The other thing is that we want to wait for almost like a lull in development. If there's a lot happening in their little brains, it could be a lot harder, right? And typically between the ages of 22 months and 32 months is when we see that there's it's it's just an ideal time because there's less development happening and we can pick up on that and have less disturbances when we are potty training. Okay, great. I was just going to ask you that. So did you say between 22 and 32? Because yes. that's, that's a big gap, right? That's a big gap. So okay. yeah, and and really, that's why I always say it's really about whether the parents are ready. And when you have time to really focus on this big skill that they're learning, right? Mm. Because I think any child can learn to potty train. It really just, you know, the younger they are, the longer it's going to take them, the more the learning is going to take to solidify. The older they are, we're facing other issues like 
pushback, power struggles, that's where they start to become their own little selves. And they that's where that's the issues that we are facing at the later stages. So you have to assess what uh, what time is best for you and really understand the expectations at each age. Okay, that's great advice. And I'm relieved to hear that. You know, sometimes I feel like sometimes I'm a little bit behind on things or I'm like, oh, shoot, you know, I didn't know I was supposed to start that or do this. So it's a good segue. You let us right into it. Number two, uh, when, how do you tell that you're ready? For sure. You want to make sure it's the right timing for your family. The one thing to understand is that because it is such a big milestone, we put so much pressure on ourselves to really get it done really quickly. But for some children, it does take a little bit more time. So I I think it's important to one, understand what are the expectations? What should I expect um, based on my little one's age? And to have a plan, okay, this is what we're going to do and everybody be on board. And three, do I have time and do I have the attention to pay um, our little one at this time, right? Because you're going to have to be watching them and prompting them. And so it does take some time. So I usually say to parents, wait until you have time, plan it out and that you are fully committed to the process because it will get hard before it gets easy, like any skill, like riding a bike, like learning to walk, all of those skills. So it does take consistency. It does take time. And I think that, you know, we we think this potty training should be done in three days. It should be done pretty fast. But if you think about it, it's a huge social skill to learn. I feel the urge to go and where to go. And our little ones do it pretty quickly, but we have to have the time to dedicate to it. So that's what I mean by having parents commit to it and be ready to fully, fully engage in it. One of the things that I learned early on when I started potty training my little one is that I couldn't do it with a newborn. I had a newborn in one hand. I was running after my two-year-old and it was just not the right time for our family. I wasn't ready to focus on it and that's okay. I think that's that's okay that it's not the right time. I think it's important to choose the right time. Okay. And and something like that, like building a plan, creating a plan, that's what you help. Uh, that's what you help with, right? Yeah, I help parents make sure that they have a plan set out so they know what to expect, what to do each day. And so it's all pretty much laid out for them. So they don't have to become overwhelmed or have questions or really get stressed out about this potty training. Because really, if we're stressing out as parents, can you imagine our our kids are feeling that? And when you're feeling stressed, what happens? You tighten up, right? Mm. And when you tighten up, you start to hold it in. And so what we want is the least amount of stress as possible when potty training. And that's really hard. I'm a parent too. I'm a mom of two. I know that it can be very difficult to kind of have to not stress out about it. So having a plan is going to help make it so much easier. Definitely. Okay, let's say, you know, I or someone listening has met all the criteria. Um, How do you start? Like, what do we do? How do we communicate that we are on this journey together? And, uh, you know, we're working together to, to make this happen? Yeah, I think it's really important to prepare our little ones to start potty training and get them really excited about it, right? So if you have a countdown going, I think that's really a fun idea. Um, We want to make sure that it's an exciting new 
process for them, experience for them. And so I would definitely get them excited with having them choose a potty. It doesn't have to be fancy potty. It can be a very plain um, potty, but they can maybe sticker it. They can put together a potty chart with you. They can do a countdown of diapers, maybe donate them. So all of that stuff leading into your first days of potty training will be really helpful for you. The other thing I think is really important at this age is to role play as much as possible. So role playing at, you know, around two years old is the best way to learn because they're actually seeing it in action. So if you have a little potty and you have a stuffed animal that they love, maybe we can teach the stuffed animal what to do, how to go potty, what what that feels like. And so we can walk them through it through role play as well. Okay, great. We have one of those really big, colorful, big image books, uh, Sesame Street, I think it is. And you know where you find the objects? So this is all about potty training, you know, so there's the potty there, uh, there's the toilet, there's underpants, there's things like that. And we're kind of starting to go through it. And Silas loves stars. And, you know, of course, you get a gold star for that. So I don't know how much is really computing right now. But I'm like, okay, this might help too, right? (laughs) It's a it's a wonderful start. And I think that as many books that you can read about potty training and as much visuals as you can have for your little one, the better, right? The younger they are, the more the visuals are going to help them learn. Okay. Um, something that I was interested in that came up in your workshop was a portable potty versus like a seat on the toilet. I think uh, one of the other guests asked you and, and you had a, a really good explanation for that. So if you could kind of thoughts on both the different usages um, and and things like that, because I that wasn't necessarily something I had thought of. I just thought, okay, you know, you can kind of stick a seat on the toilet, but it's not always that simple. And if you're going somewhere, it's nice to have like a safe space for them to go too, right? Absolutely. So yeah, my preference is to have a potty seat that you purchase. It should be very plain and lightweight. And the reason why I prefer it at first to an insert on the toilet is that the number one thing we want is for their feet to be planted on the floor, knees 90 degrees. We want a good squatting position to go. And if you have a little potty, that's going to give you a perfect squatting position. Whereas if you're on the toilet, you're got, you probably have your legs hanging, not a great position to go. If you do decide to do an insert on the toilet, make sure you have a stool so that they can put, plant their feet flat. So that's one of the very big reasons why I like the little potties because they make that so much easier. They're also very lightweight, easy to carry around. And if you buy a really simple one, they could be cheap and you can get a couple, one for each floor of your house or one for your the back of your car, whatever it is, that they're easy to, to take with you. So I would definitely consider that because it's much more convenient. The other thing is when your little one is first starting to potty train, they're going to have very few, very little time to get to the toilet, right? Mm-hmm. And so what we never want to do is pull them to the toilet in a frenzy where they can start to become anxious, right? And it could cause them to be fearful. So what we want to do is kind of have the potty nearby and bring the potty near them so that it makes it easier for them to sit down without any uh, stress. And so I, that's another reason why I like the potties because they're very easy. And once your little one gets really good at going on the potty, then you move that to the bathroom. And then 
you offer choices. Would you like to go in the big toilet or would you like to go in the little potty? And I think the more choices we have to offer our little ones, then the better because they feel more empowered over the whole experience. Mm, I like that because one of the concerns I have is we only have a bathroom on our top floor. So on our main floor, we don't. And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to grab them every time and, you know, rush up these stairs to do it. So I think totally multiple potties scattered around the house is like the way to go. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, What are some of the tips and tricks that you can share, Lily? You mentioned, um, and I I didn't quite, I don't know if I I didn't quite hear it, or I'm sure you said bubbles. You said something about bubbles. You said running water, which I totally get. But what was it about bubbles you mentioned? Yeah, I love using bubbles with potty training because it helps to expand your diaphragm. It helps them to actually get that sensation to go. So, and it's a really fun activity that kids love. So if you have them sitting on the potty, maybe you ask them, would you like to blow some bubbles? That's going to help them relax and that's going to help them go easier. So bubbles are a really great activity to do on the potty. Um, like you said, water running or even splashing their feet in water will automatically trigger their body to go pee. So that's a really good option as well. We want to make it fun for them. We want to give them the choice. Um, we don't want potty training to be this like really horrible thing that mom makes me sit down and then, you know, they don't enjoy it. So the more choices, the better that I would even say, you know, timers, egg timers are the best thing for potty training. Would you like to sit for two minutes or would you like to sit for four minutes? Give them a choice. Let them set the egg timer themselves. They can wait for it. If they really have to go, it's going to happen within a minute. So um, it's a really good option for this age group to get them engaged as well. Okay, that sounds like so much fun. Now, something else, my mom swears by it because I have a brother and she said Cheerios, putting Cheerios in the toilet so they can aim. How do we feel about aiming games? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm all for it. The only thing is when we have little boys, we might want to start with them sitting only because of the mess and it could be very hard to clean up. They're not really haven't practiced yet. So I would always start with sitting and then moving to standing and then absolutely the Cheerios anything that visual that you can help them kind of understand what to do is really really helpful. Okay, perfect. Well, and I do feel, I guess, lucky in that regard, because I mentioned I have a little guy, you know, we're heading into summer. So I guess peeing outside will be easier and more of a thing. But I do wonder, and maybe this is a silly question, but you can clear it up for me. Is there any, do we risk confusion, right? So saying it's okay to pee outside here, but inside we pee in the toilet. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I would actually bring the potty outside if you are going to be in your backyard. And sometimes what I do, if you want to provide them with a little bit of privacy, I think that sometimes when it comes to poop, especially um, kids really appreciate privacy. That's why a lot of them hide like behind things to go. So, you know, if you have like a little potty tent that you can make and, and have it like a special place where they can go outside, that's great. Um, But if they learn to go on the potty, it's okay to then say, okay, now we're going to go in the bathroom once they're really good, gotten really good at holding and um, being able to go by self-initiating. 
Okay, great. Um, you mentioned as well the so you know countdown to taking away the diapers. Maybe you donate them. So in the day, um, they should be wearing you know just shorts or pants. But how I guess how do you make that transition? And then at night, um, they're still wearing diapers. So diapers, I would say, are like our training wheels. They provide a sense of comfort. And I would even go as far as to say that underwear are the same, right? Because they provide that sense of comfort and privacy. So what I would do is actually just remove the diapers. The boundary is that there's no more diapers during the day. That's kind of the line in the sand that we draw. And I would actually go bare bottom at first to help them kind of get the hang of going. You're going to make them a little bit uncomfortable, but I think that's the point to make sure that they know where to go and feel the urge. And once they're really good at going bare bottom, and this is why we were going to have to watch them a little bit more, then we can go with pants with no underwear. So um, what we call commando, and then we can go with underwear, but I would really buy the underwear that's a little bit, a few sizes too big. So that, that layer will, will mimic the diaper. And if they have a choice, they're going to go in the diaper, right? And that's the easier option for them. So we want to kind of help them to learn, okay, this is super uncomfortable to have this feeling and going and and wetting my legs. So I'm going to choose to go in on the potty. Does that make sense? I hope that helps. Yeah, yeah, it does. And I was just wondering, like thinking back to, you know, the planning and, um, you know, dedicating like a solid three days, as you said, I'm thinking like my little guy's in daycare, right? And so she obviously has multiple kids to to watch out for. Um, I'm wondering how long in your experience does it take for no accidents? So from when you start going through the process, you know, removing the diapers, removing the underpants, going commando, and then maybe reintroducing that, is that like weeks? Could that be months? Like I I just, I literally have no idea. Yeah, it really, it really varies. I would say three days is the minimum I would go with bare bottom. And it's some, if your child is younger, it might take you a little bit longer, but when they have to start daycare, Typically, daycares are pretty accommodating, and they will work with you to help to continue the potty training at daycare. So I would say talk to your daycare and see if we can continue. Maybe you're allowed to bring them commando to daycare. Maybe you're not. Maybe you have to, they have to wear underwear. Maybe you buy them the the bigger sizes. And at daycare, I always say what happens at daycare stays at daycare, Mm -hmm. right? So they do their thing. They have a lot of kids. They probably do timed uh, going to the potty at timed intervals, and that's okay. They do their thing. I think that it's okay to do something different at home. So when you get home, you just do your thing, and your child will know the difference. So you just be consistent at home and daycare, hopefully will work with you. But if they don't, it's going to be okay. Okay. You know what? I'm actually kind of looking forward to taking some of Katie's expertise because I'll be honest, like Silas doesn't always nap for me and he rarely eats for me, but you know what? I hear what a great napper he is there. I hear what a great eater he is there. So it actually might even help. Yeah. You'll be surprised at how 
much they learn through peer pressure and <laughs> through um, activities at daycare through their teachers. So it, it's really incredible how fast they can learn at daycare. That's great. Well, this has been so helpful to me as, you know, I'm kind of just on the cusp and I'm sure many others are in the same position. Is there anything else that you would like to share last words or final advice that you think is important for us to know? I think that potty training can be one of those milestones that can really get us really stressed out. So if you need help, reach out. There is support out there and it's it's going to be okay. I think every child has their own timeline. Every child is different. Every family is different. So there's no wrong way to do, do it. There's no wrong way to parent, but it's really important that we understand the expectations and have a plan and reach out for support when you need it. Because potty training can be one of those big, big milestones that really can be unnerving uh, for parents. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please download, subscribe, follow, and share. Until next time.